The savings rock when you find a new way to roll. Like sharing the ride to work. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, commuter connections can match you with others who live and work near you. It's easy and free. Plus, you can get cash and other rewards for carpooling, up to $600 a year. Get rolling on a new way to work with Rideshare. Register today at commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today let the word go forth fool me once are you fired up i'm not a crook are you ready to go shame on shame on you it's abe lincoln's top hat hosted by ben kissel boom we can't get fooled again Hey, what's up, everyone? How are you? Ben Kissel here with Marcus Parks. Hello, Ben. How you doing, Marcus? Oh, ho, ho. Ha, ha. <laughs> it's nice to be in the United States of Russia. Hello. Uh, hello. Hot takes. Oh, you're hot. We're going to talk a lot about what happened in Helsinki. It's in Finland. Yes, it is. Uh, Donald Trump met with Vladimir Putin for the first time, and what a little puppy he was. <laughs> Just adorable. Um, really one of the most unnerving, shocking press conferences we've seen, according to the elderly folks that I listen to and read in the newspapers, they've never seen anything like this in their lifetime. No. Certainly not in our lifetime have no. we ever seen a president side with the Russians over the United States intelligence agencies. So there's a lot to unwrap here, and I think as we talk about in the live show, the question is, why? Uh, which <laughs> Qui bono. Is, qui bono. Why? Which is the perfect question, Marcus. Uh, yes. sh- it's very short, but without it, without answering that, what, what do you got? What do you got? What? Uh, well, not what, not what, why? Um, so, this is my hot take. You want to hear my hot take on why? Give it to me. And then we'll also talk a little bit uh, here in a second about this Russian spy that was found. They always send us really great people. Yeah. Uh, fun. Uh, so, this is what I believe. I, you know, all the uh, there's a lot of sex tape talk, pee tape talk, all that kind of stuff. I think the answer is just so much easier. I think the answer why Donald Trump doesn't want to go against Vladimir Putin is because he knows that Vladimir Putin helped him get elected. Because when Vladimir Putin was asked, did you want Trump to win? Straight up said yes. Yeah. And I think it's just that easy. Yeah. And he doesn't want to feel like anything is invalid. Uh, his, he wants to feel like his presidency is uh, is valid. He wants to think his election victory is valid. And it's just that personal and just that simple, In my it, potentially, in my opinion. It could just simply be that he doesn't want to take any credibility away from his amazing victory uh, over Hillary Clinton. Well, it very well could be somewhere in between. Like I, I saw someone uh, speculate uh, that it could just be that uh, the tape that the Russians have is of Donald Trump begging for money. Could uh, be. Because nobody here in America, no bank in America, no reputable bank uh, would lend him money. Uh, so it could very well be that the tape is not of him having sex with underage sex workers, which uh-huh. seems to be uh, what is the most popular 
opinion of the day. Well, that's the most salacious. That's, that's the most fun. By the way, we will be talking a little bit about Stormy here in a second as well. That was a setup in Ohio. You hear about that? <laughs> yeah, I heard about oh, that. Oh, my God. We're so pro-team. Yeah. We're, we're Team Stormy over here. That we are. All but, right. Uh, but it very well could be that it's just uh, Donald Trump saying, I'm broke. Uh, I need money. No could one be. will lend me money. Uh, and that would be, I think, an even bigger blow to his ego than not winning the election fairly. So because Donald Trump can't look outside of himself, he's very self-centered, he's very self-focused, mm -hmm. uh, very stable genius. He doesn't understand the global ramifications, and I don't think it's he doesn't he cannot he doesn't have the capability of understanding that he's theoretically representing all of us. Yes, he can't do it. So it's just a personal uh, self protection that is the reason why he is uh, throwing our intelligence agencies uh, in the trash and really. Um, demoralizing the American people because we just had a president on foreign soil do a hell of a lot worse than Obama did when all the conservatives criticized him for going overseas and apologizing for the Iraq war. Yeah. Which one could argue that was something that should have been apologized for. <laughs> uh, the DNC being hacked by the Russians, it's a little bit different for him to go inside with Vladimir Putin. This is exactly what he said. He said, people came to me, uh, the director of national intelligence, that being Dan Coats. A lot mm -hmm. of folks want Dan Coats to resign. He is in a uh, he's in a predicament right now. What's the point? What's the point of being there if, if the president doesn't believe you, you know? So he goes on. My people came to me. Uh, Dan Coats came to me. Some others said they think it's Russia. Trump continued. I have a president. Uh, I have President Putin. He just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be. Russia. And then today he attempted to walk that back and said uh, he didn't say would be or he misspoke when he said, I don't see any reason why it would be. He said he doesn't see any reason why it wouldn't be. Mm -hmm. And he followed that up with, so you can put that in. And I think that probably clarifies things pretty good by itself. That's, yeah, just make If I would have said that sentence just in the end, <laughs> if I would have said that sentence in the course of a show, everyone would think I suffered a head injury. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he made it more confusing. And then in this double talk world, it's like, so it's less confusing now. Like, no, it's more confusing. But you will say it's less confusing. And that's yeah. the 1984 reality where he currently resided. And I think that speaks to what you just said about him not being able to see outside of himself, because that is a uh, that by itself, like that misspeaking, like that is right. possibly the biggest foreign policy or diplomacy blunder uh, in our lifetime, if that is just a gaffe, and he mm. is just brushing it off is not that big of a deal. Not it's like, what? Big, what, yeah. I, what? I misspoke. Who cares? What, who cares? Yeah, I clarified it. Who cares? Let's move on. Right. Words have uh, real meaning and real ramifications when you're the president of the United States. Uh, that's to say the least. Senator John McCain, who uh, it's very funny because right now on Fox News, I mean, they've sort of they've been off the rails for a while, but this is really getting full Amtrak here. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting full like it's in it, it's in the dirt here. Uh, they called they said a sentence where it was like the the left is criticizing Donald Trump. And then they quoted John McCain. Just to clarify, John McCain has never been a Democrat, will never will be a Democrat. Uh, obviously, he's sort of in his twilight years now. He's the senator of one of the most conservative states in the country yeah arizona you cannot be a left a center right or center left uh republican i don't think there is a center left republican necessarily maybe joe manchin it's kind of a funny joke because he's a democrat um <laughs> but he was and he won by about 20 points even yeah. though arizona went heavily for donald trump they go heavily uh, they lean they're very very red so this whole idea that we're going to try to live in a world where john mccain is a democrat or a liberal should just tell us that there's something 
there's something very wrong in dairy. Okay, there's something very <laughs> wrong. Uh, that's from it. Uh, there's something very wrong with the Republican Party if they have to criticize John McCain as a Democrat so that they no longer have to take his words uh, with any kind of validity. He said this about the press conference in Helsinki. He says today's press conference in Helsinki was one of the most disgraceful performances by an American president in memory. The damage inflicted by President Trump's naivete, egotism, false equivalence, and sympathy for autocrats is difficult to calculate. And I think that re- that is why we're seeing uh, so many Republicans today realizing you got to back this train up a little bit. Uh, this is this could be a colossal, colossal nightmare for the GOP. I mean, hey, the midterms are right around the corner, and this could be a, a big turning point. You know, we've said that. I, I have, <sighs> I have absolutely become. I think this is the first time I've said the word turning point since the election. Yeah. Uh, but this does feel like there there needs to something needs to happen. Somebody needs to stand up, and I'm not <clears throat> sure that everybody can stay sitting down at this point because you know even fox news i mean you and i know there there are some reasonable people shepherd smith neil cavuto came out uh, cavuto came out chris chris wallace hit pretty hard on uh, putin during his interview uh so there are some people on the right that are speaking out but on the other hand cavuto and chip smith and chris wallace they've been saying shit yeah they're the o'duels in the in the beer (laughs) cart where it's like yeah we have some non-alcoholic beverages here sure (laughs) we got a couple of o'duels yeah but there haven't really and Everyone else that's been talking, you know, they've been pretty tepid in their tepid in their responses. But except for Rand Paul, who's come straight out and be like, "Yeah, whatever." I have no idea what happened to Rand Paul. Um, it is troubling to see his slow descent into Trumpism. Yeah, and now he's rationalizing respect for a dictator. There's no. Nothing less libertarian than a dictatorship, yeah. an oligarchy. <laughs> the, the setup of Russia uh, is total antithesis to libertarian ideals. So for him to say that Donald Trump, he didn't make, he didn't even say that it was a false equivalency, yeah. Rand Paul. I mean, it was watching him do this st- sidestep uh, trying to defend the president. It's a testament to how horrified all of these people are, specifically Rand Paul. He's out of Kentucky. I don't believe he's up for election this year, but he needs uh, Trump supporters, and he's just horrified of losing them because the libertarian Trump support base that can go a little bit into the negative territory of, of libertarianism, which is a little bit of fascism and a little bit of neo-Nazi supporters, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just horrified of losing them. So he's got, for political reasons, com- to completely give up all of his libertarian morals. Yeah. And, you know, and furthermore, like Donald Trump, when he came back out and said uh, that I meant to say wouldn't instead of would, mm. uh, he and, you know, as per this Washington Post article, uh, he didn't say anything about his statement that he has confidence in both parties right uh talking about uh the u.s intelligence and the russians i mean what no, do a, they have as a matter of fact <laughs> he said uh vladimir putin welcomed Mueller's team to russia he said come to russia and and work with my intelligence community and donald trump said that's a pretty good deal that's that seems like deal. a great deal to that's me. a great deal it and makes, that deal has already been flo- like that was floated ridiculous. months ago and everyone's like that is the dumbest fucking <laughs> yeah. idea i have ever heard and he comes right out and how many times did he tell Putin, thank you. Well, man, there, there. It's a possibility they're going to subpoena the folks who are interpreters in the room. I would be if that's Ooh. what he said in private. We made the joke on the end, uh, towards the end of the last episode about them going butt to butt, and honestly, 
I think it could have happened. <laughs> I mean, they're in Finland. There are no rules. <laughs> oh, and I speaking mean, of being fi- in good Finland, Lord. Uh, yeah, real, real good choice on Donald Trump's part to bring up Russia's role in World War II in Finland. Brilliant. And of course, Hillary's <laughs> emails made a return to the conversation. And wasn't that nice? I hadn't heard anything about the 33,000 in months. And yeah. it was really nice because it took me back to a simpler time. Right, yeah. You know, before I, Donald Trump was president. So who is happy with Donald Trump right now? Obviously, there are some Republicans that have no choice other than to defend him. There's more establishment Republicans. As a a matter of fact, Marco Rubio has a bill uh, that they may vote on that will attempt to stop Russia from doing what they did in 2016, in 2018, and going forward. We'll see if that gets any traction whatsoever. Israel, once again, Benjamin Netanyahu, extremely corrupt leader of Israel, prime minister, was almost uh, booted out of office. There's a lot of corruption charges against him. He is extremely happy uh, with with the meeting because uh, this is this is according to uh, Donald Trump. He says we both uh, in referring to uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, he said we both spoke with Bibi Netanyahu and uh, they would like to do certain things with respect to Syria having to do with the safety of Israel. Both countries will work jointly. Creating safety for Israel is something that both President Putin and I would like to see very much. And because of those statements, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu praised Donald Trump and the relationship with Russia. So when we talk about these, uh, we talk about this in the context of election meddling, that's just one component of it. When we talk about it in a geopolitical uh, setting and when when we talk about it in a geopolitical war and peace setting, Israel is the big winner here because it seems like they're going to be working closer with the Russians to get a stronger foothold in Syria, which would, of course, uh, extend their power throughout the Middle East region. And Israel is the most powerful military you could argue on the face of the planet. Uh, right behind they, us. Right behind. I mean, we gave it to them, and they kind of made it even better because it's a smaller place, so they can do the dome, and they can have some really uh, – and they have a lot more carte blanche to sort of do the things uh, that they want to do. So once again, we have an interesting situation where uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and Israel are happy with Donald Trump, and because of that happiness, we also know who's going to be happy here in the States, the evangelical community. Mm. So when we talk about how does Donald Trump have a supporter? Like, yeah. how, how does uh, he, the man went on foreign soil and said he agreed with the Ruskies? Uh, it's reasons like that, uh, that he will continue to have a base of support that just simply will never erode. But He's got to be peeling off people. This has got to be peeling off people. There's no way this is a political winner. Um, But but because of that, there are some people that will just stand by him no matter what. And uh, one spin that I saw in all this, it was a Fox News spin, naturally. Uh, But one guy said that, yes, the Russians did hack the DNC, but it wasn't to help Donald Trump. Hmm. It was to scare Hillary Clinton. Ooh. It was a threat, you know. Tell, it was Putin saying, "Look what I can do." It was Putin like kind of showing his stick a little bit, right. uh, and so I think what that will do is I, I think it'll make Russia into an ally in the minds of Donald Trump supporters because, of course, to them, it doesn't really matter uh, what Donald Trump does, just so long as he's not Hillary Clinton. Because and, to so many, right. pe- it's amazing, it's insane how many people hate Hillary Clinton so much. Still to this day, we are. Too Two fucking years out from that election. Right. We are two years out and still, still that 
holds. Yeah, I mean, that's a lightning rod for support for the GOP. They just, it's it's interesting to live in a country now. And I think this is something that we have to remember uh, as our rhetoric has gotten so heated, as everything has gotten so divided, when they made the, uh, when you when you didn't have to get a supermajority of the Senate, uh, just 51-49, these things have eroded the trust of the two parties and forced our two parties or allowed our two parties to no longer cooperate. There's no incentive to cooperate. And because of that, we have a situation now, as we mentioned a couple of episodes ago, where Republicans prefer Russia over the Democratic Party. Yes. It should have all, it, it's gone beyond now. Because there was always, back in the day, the the unifying factor, the unifying idea that we're Americans. We're all Americans. We're, at least we're all Americans. That's, we, that's I reach across the aisle, the kind of Tip O'Neill, John McCain politics. Those have now completely gone out the window. And because of that, we see a the Republican Party right now is acting treasonous more than just Donald Trump in, in some ways. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's many of them uh, siding with Russians as opposed to the U.S. intelligence agencies and the Democratic Party in its, uh, in its own right. And the U.S. intelligence agencies, it's not like they're Democrats. I mean, there are no. some. There are some Democrats in those intelligence agencies, uh, but they are siding with the Russians over people that are saying things that they don't want to hear. Right. You know? and, and that's and that is the that's the long and short of it. You know, it's interesting because this is going to put the Democratic Party in kind of a, pr- a predicament because they're going to have to run a candidate who is uh, the 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 narrative of our intelligence agencies be cor- being corrupt has now been co-opted by the Republican Party for the longest time. That was a Democratic Party concern. Uh, the left was like, you know, talking about COINTELPRO, talking about a series of different, you know, um, uh, the NSA spying, uh, a whole series of different, uh, you know, things that we could point to that the left were lambasting the intelligence communities about. But now we're going to have a situation where that entire narrative is completely flipped and the Republican Party is the one who is holding the mantle of anti-intelligence agency. So whoever they run in 2020, uh, it's going to, in my opinion, benefit more of a moderate voice. An idea. That's what people want. They need I, I mean, they, they need at least one idea and nothing right. and not just pure opposition they need actual ideas and they need to be strong you know every time i uh, trump does something horrible like he uh, did yesterday uh you always read the immediate quotes from chuck schumer oh, and yeah. nancy pelosi and it just it comes off like a big bowl of cold oatmeal Ooh, uh, it doesn't bad. no thank you uh <laughs> but yeah it, it doesn't there's no like real substance to it, it doesn't make you feel anything yep uh well you know they have their i think um when it comes to foreign policy we're not if, if we stay out of war that would be uh beneficial for the republican party i suppose also you could you could run more of a hawkish democrat now uh, and say no we need to stop all of this stuff happening overseas uh finally put an end to the russian intervention in syria and that kind of stuff but yeah, it's going to be a very interesting campaign, to say the least. And you know what I thought about as well, you know, when they asked, of course, remember just a couple of days ago, we would be talking about this had it not been for the Helsinki summit. Uh, when a reporter asked Donald Trump, who do you think America's greatest foe is? And he said the EU. Yeah. You know, and, and it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And that, that got me thinking. It's like, when was the last time we talked about ISIS? You know, when, right. when was the last time we talked about the actual foes of the United States, mm-hmm. the physical foes of the United States? Right. Yeah. I mean, perhaps a candidate who comes forward, very strong pro-NATO, uh, trying to, you know, almost it is similar to some degree what Obama did in 07 when he was campaigning that led to the so-called apology tour, which really wasn't an apology it tour. It wasn't at all. Um, 
it was could an, be it was someone, an acknowledgement tour. Yeah, it could be someone who says let's let's strengthen our ties with our allies. Let's you know kind of double down on NATO. Uh, stay stay with the, uh, you know, supporting of the EU, obviously with Brexit and all that kind of stuff. Donald Trump being kind of part of that wave when he was over there with Theresa May criticizing her and then not criticizing her. He does a lot of backtracking because he doesn't do any forward thinking whatsoever. He just says it and then deals with it. So perhaps a candidate like that kind of going back to the more uh, classic world order, uh, perhaps something like that uh, could make sense. But going back to Helsinki, Donald Trump was given a gift. Did oh, you see this? Oh, the nice shiny ball? He got a ball. <laughs> and he was so happy. And he said, "That I'm going to give that ball to Barron. Yeah. But what do you think? He kept it. I'm <laughs> sure that he did. He had to have. Well, he did awkwardly toss it to Melania. Yes, he said, uh, Putin said, I'll give this ball to you. And now the ball is in your court. Which is funny. That's a joke. That's like a KGB I was, joke. I was, <laughs> I was sitting on my couch and he said that shit. And I just went, yeah. Oh man, the the whole thing it just made me feel so gross. Oh, it, yeah. it, it, it it was unsettling to watch. Uh, I didn't quite know what to think, but watching it, I can see what. Trump supporters get out of it because when you listen when you <laughs> when you listen to Trump talk uh when at least when I listen to Trump talk I find myself thinking man I wish I lived in his world you know I I wish mm-hmm. I lived in his world where everything was so cut and dry everything was so simple uh where you know there is an opposition that is so clear mm-hmm. and the world is so simple and so clear cut uh and where I'm coming out on top because I'm following him. I'm coming out on top. Yeah. Like you can see, you can hear the siren song when you watch Donald Trump. Like mm. I get where people are coming from when they follow him because oh, yeah. they, they make him, they make, he makes them feel good. Uh, but we just, I don't know how we're going to break people out of that. You know, how we're going to break people out of that comfort because that's exactly mm. what we were it's talking gonna- about last week. Uh, with uh, the nail factory, uh, with the nail factory, these people are losing their jobs. Yet right. they're still supporting Trump and his policies at the same time because he just makes them feel good. Yeah, I mean, once those tariffs take hold, and once we really see what those do to the economy, very, very few economists think it's going to be a positive outcome for us. Perhaps you know, and again, that's another thing the Democrats can run on: jabs, jabs, jobs, and repealing tariffs. It's a strange, strange world. Yeah. Hey there, guys. This is Marcus Parks for Stitch Fix. You know, it can be tough to dress stylishly, especially if you have a schedule like mine. So after a busy week, the last thing I want to do is go to the mall or a department store, and I'm sure you're the same way. So it's easy to get into a style rut wearing the same old outfits, but you can get yourself looking stylish in no time with a little help from Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix makes it super easy to find and buy clothes. All you gotta do is answer some basic questions about your sizes, favorite styles, and budget right from your laptop smartphone or tablet and your personal stylist then springs into action hand selecting five brand new clothing items just for you i know what you're thinking a personal stylist isn't exactly something the average guy can afford but stitch fixes styling fee is only 20 bucks which is applied as a credit towards anything you keep and since your personal stylist uses only your preferences to pick your clothes you're still in complete control over your look once your items arrive try them on and only pay for what you keep don't like something need another size just send the items back no questions asked 
and shipping is always free both ways. Get your fix whenever you want or sign up to receive scheduled shipments. The choice is yours. I look great thanks to Stitch Fix and you can too. I've been using it for a few months now and I gotta say I gotta give this service big old thumbs up. I got some great shorts, got some great pants, belts and brown shoes I really enjoy and a couple of great button-up shirts and I'm a bit of a lazy man when it comes to fashion so it's been nice to have someone do all the work for me. Now hurry to stitchfix.com slash top hat to get started now. Keep all five items in your box and you'll get 25% off your entire purchase. That's stitchfix.com slash top hat. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X dot com slash top hat. It was interesting because uh, Mueller and his crew, they ended up indicting 12 Russian military officers a couple of days before the Helsinki meeting. And some folks thought, oh, why would they do this before they're trying to derail Donald Trump? But in my opinion, I was like, you just gave him such an, a gift. Mm-hmm. You can just go. He, he could have looked strong so much easier now. He could have just asked Vladimir Putin to give over the 12. Obviously, Putin wouldn't have. Obviously but not. it's something that he can go to and say, we have some proof here, Mr. Putin. Uh, we got 12, uh, 12 more officials indicted by Mueller. What do you say about this? And not believe him when he says the answer, which is that they didn't do it, and actually press him a little bit. I thought that that was some meat that was given to Donald Trump, uh, that if he chose to chew on it, it could have been beneficial and he wouldn't have looked, looked like such a pathetic sap, and now today he looks like a kid covered in in uh, you know frosting, telling his parents that he didn't eat the cake. Yeah, I mean he looks like an apologetic dog right now, <laughs> and it's so it's such a weak position for him to be in. And Vladimir Putin, according to RT and uh, the state-sponsored media over there, is being heavily praised for outmaneuvering Donald Trump for just simply getting everything that he wanted. So Donald Trump looks like a goof to the Russians. Because they understand what game they're playing, mm-hmm. and he looks like a traitor to the American people. This was a disaster. This was a huge disaster. And I think the reason why uh, he didn't use that is because Donald Trump is a weakling. He has no spine. Uh, I don't think His he body ca- language during that entire press conference was so strange. He, like, humbled himself. Yeah. He doesn't bow to certain leaders that may maybe bowing is uh, is part of their protocol, and that's that's fine. Uh, American, like, what, what did Aragon say to uh, Frodo? You bow to no one something like that <laughs> yes my friends you bow to no one but they're so tiny they're always they're already bowing if you're frodo it's not like you know i don't need frodo to, anyway um but yes in this situation he looked like even though it's not the norm for uh, for uh, a proper russian introduction to bow he seemed like he was bowing yeah. and humbling himself the whole time to this uh mass murderer and he was nodding along you he know the, the whole time. The, the when, whole time he was nodding yeah. along to everything that Vladimir Putin was saying. It was uh, it was ridiculous to watch. I felt like I was taking crazy pills. Oh. <laughs> well, to be fair, both you and I do, so that works. <laughs> but we have anti crazy pills. We're taking anti crazy. Oh my God! Yeah, what a uh, what a spectacle! And uh, who who would have thought that he would have been with all the tough talk? Although. Well, he's you a, know, when it comes to talk, it is interesting. With the Russians, I guess we should have expected... I didn't expect anything too hostile from Donald Trump. No. Because he's been saying that he wants a relationship with Putin. He's been saying he likes Putin this entire time. Yeah, he loves him. It was just the uh, the amount of... Uh, the, the total lack of spine was uh, was a little bit 
shocking. Well, I think the reason why he praises strongmen and the reason why he likes strongmen is because strongmen scare him. Uh, I think Kim Jong-un scares him. I think Vladimir Putin scares him. Uh, these guys absolutely terrify him. And anytime you put them in a room together, he can't help but bow to them. Like, he's like a dog where he gets in the room with these uh, evil characters uh, and he shows his belly every single time he can't yeah. even stand to stand up he can't even stand up to him on twitter every time he tries to stand up to these guys on twitter mm. he ends up coming off pathetic uh and especially when it comes to putin like when anytime he criticized putin on twitter uh it sounds like someone made him do it right uh, and he doesn't like doing it well you know and the u.s has put on uh some sanctions against the russians the intelligence community the pompeos of the world uh, john bolton who i know and is like should not be in the position that he's in, uh, but nonetheless, uh, they're they're much more hawkish on Russia. It's yeah. just Trump, and it's so bizarre because obviously he went way off script in Helsinki. But when it comes to the small amount of um, action that we've taken against the Russians for what happened in 2016, he does it so hesitantly. He is like if your parent, like when your parents meet, you go to church, <laughs> and you don't want to go to church because you were watching Saturday Night Live all night. That's right. A very personal reference. Oh, I but understand. You just, you just go there, and you're forced to do it, and that's what's so interesting when it comes to this relationship. And then when he was finally um, on a stage with the guy uh, in front of cameras, that's the way he acted. So, again, we just have no idea what happened behind the scenes. And I hope they do subpoena the interpreters because what was said, first of all, if you're an interpreter, that's got to be a tough job with Trump because yeah. he speaks very unique. <laughs> and so you're just like, like, how do you circle around to like translate Trumpism language uh, to a uh, to a foreign leader? But nonetheless, well, they were over there. Uh, an NRA linked Russian spy was charged. This is a woman. Her name was Maria Butina. She's 29 years old. Uh, she was a Russian national living in Washington, D.C. And she was here uh, supposedly part of a pro-gun uh, rights group. Uh, she was here to, quote, develop developing relationships with U.S. persons and infiltrating organizations having influence in American politics for the purpose of advancing the interests of the Russian Federation. That was according to the Justice Department. Now, the announcement came out just hours after Trump said at a, at a joint press conference with Russian President Putin in Helsinki that there's no reason Russia would have meddled in the 2016 presidential election. Again, other than the fact that Vladimir Putin wanted to to see Donald Trump win. So that we got a spy being busted here. It happens uh, every two or three years. They tend to send redheads. Yeah. And I don't know why. Maybe they don't like them over there or they think that we really <laughs> like them here. I'm not sure. Because as a redhead, we're not the most loved. No, absolutely not. Uh -oh. uh, and the NRA is getting wrapped up in a lot of Russian stuff because the yeah. NRA uh, served as a funnel. Uh, it served as a, almost a kind of money laundering operation yep. for uh, Russian donors. Because Russians about 30 million bucks they got. Yep. Russians, uh, the r various Russians gave $30 million to the NRA and the NRA then gave that money to republicans right uh, so the money has been flowing from russia through the nra to united states yeah. government officials that is a fact i will repeat that again money has been flowing from russia through the nra to united states government yep. officials including the president some of the highest ranked republican officials around have been getting money from the russians through the nra that cannot be overstated no and it's there, there's a reason why this is happening yeah this is it's been a long game 
It's been a long process. It's been a long time coming. And there is a reason why Republicans now like the Russians more than more than the Democratic Party or parts of their own party who want Donald Trump to be a little bit harder on Putin. I mean, that stuff just isn't accidental. No. You know, and it, it's fascinating to see it happen uh, right in front of us. And it's in plain sight. Yeah. And I think a little hindsight in this situation is going to do us very good. And at some point, uh, diehard Trump supporters, they're just going to have to realize um, that uh, they are supporting the greatest adversary, a basically since after the Cold War, without a doubt, to the United States, the Russian government, the oligarchs, and Vladimir Putin. They're just going to have to realize that if you support Donald Trump, you are also then supporting uh, Vladimir Putin and the Russian Federation. I mean, and let's not forget what happened when in 2011, Obama met with the then-sitting Russian president. He's, of course, just a puppet for Putin. Uh, it's Mednevdev, I think, Met- something like Medivev. that. Medvedev. There's a lot of Vs <laughs> and a lot of like. So, um, but he he was he had a hot mic moment where he told him that he was going to have more wiggle room after the election, mm-hmm. and everyone on the right went totally crazy oh, and was like, uh, "I can't believe it. That's treasonous. He's a traitor to the country." And then you also have the situation in 2012 where the left laughed Mitt Romney off the stage for saying that the Russians are our number one uh, adversary globally. That That was correct, it turns out, you know. Uh, So for the longest time, the Russians have been dividing us as a country and doing a hell of a job with KGB tactics. So that's what makes it all even so much more uh, stunning for the intelligence community when they're like uh, you can't believe vladimir putin like you just can't believe him yeah you can't you know but uh because we we know how to lie because we lie all the time yeah and i promise you he's lying he is a professional but liar that's he is the whole a, job he, <laughs> that's like, the whole he job. was a, an, an espionage uh for decades right. he is very good at it he is amazing at it yeah uh, and he is very good at manipulation uh and man i'm how long it's has crazy. he been in the presidency now overall or how long has he been in 2000 power? Since 2000, yep. so th- this guy has it's about 20 years now. So yeah, 20 years at the highest there. at the highest level of power. He knows what yeah. he's doing. I mean, and when he, he took had power, decades before, when he took power, obviously Gorby Gorby ruins the whole you know Soviet Union, and uh, since he's taken power, democratic elections have gone out the window. Uh, obviously, human rights have completely gone out the window. Uh, they are expanding on a regular basis. You look at the annexa- uh, annexing of Crimea, Ukraine. It is it, it is such a long game that he's been playing, and he's just getting every single thing that he wants, mm-hmm. and it's phenomenal to see. Well, I mean, when he was he was elected fairly in two thousand, well, as fairly as he can be in in uh, in the Russian elections. I mean, we have a difficult time here as well. Two thousand, of course, that was the Bush v. Gore election, which yep. uh, people thought the Supreme Court it's it's partisan, uh, but it's uh, not supposed to be. And I think that was one of those like, oh, it is partisan moments yeah. uh, that kind of eroded our faith in the Supreme Court a little bit. Um, but that's it's just incredible to see what he's done over the past 18 years. Well, I think it's incredible for him to see as well, because when you look at his face, especially during that press conference, you kind of get a feeling that he can't believe how well it's going. Yeah, I know. He smiles, but like he really seems like he means it. And I think the only way for him to be happy, like he smiles at like Raging Bull when he's yeah. beating his wife. Like that's his, that's like the funniest scene in the movie for him. You know, yeah, like yeah. he's just one of those kinds of guys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he smiles when he's angry, too, because he smiled a lot in that Chris Wallace interview. Oh, yeah. yeah that and, means and, I'm going to kill you. That's what he's smiling about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, he's smiling. If you were Russian, I would have you murdered. Yes. Because that's what I do to journalists I don't enjoy. Absolutely. Well, speaking of 
of moderate people, although I know Ben Sass isn't uh, a lot of people's favorites. He is a Republican, and I think he votes with Republicans the vast majority of the time. As a person, he seems to be a little bit, uh, he's, a, he's a little charismatic. Um, but he said this uh, about the meeting. He said, a better thing, Mr. President, would, uh, would be to declare Russia is the enemy of America and our allies, and we will expose and respond to their continued cyber attacks against our nation. And he is actually running... Uh, for elections, so at least he he's not one of these Bob Corkers or Jeff Flakes of the world who yeah. all of a sudden are really emboldened to say what they think uh, because they have no stake anymore what, uh, in getting reelected because they're quitting because they don't think they're going to win. What world do we live in where standing up to the Russians and saying that the president should stand up to the Russians is a political risk? I know it's unbelievable. It's so it's it's really fascinating to say. Um, but anyway, Donald Trump is walking back those words today and will be probably for the next couple of days here. And the then, we'll, and then everyone very, will forget about it. And maybe everyone forgets about it. As we mentioned uh, just briefly, Stormy Daniels, of course, she was the gal. She was paid. What was it? Uh, was it 30,000 bucks or three hundred? I think it was one hundred and thirty thousand, one hundred and thirty thousand. She was paid that kind of hush money uh, after after an affair she had with Donald Trump. She was working at a club in Ohio. These undercover uh, officers walked in and they arrested her because uh, they said that they they were inappropriately touching her. Apparently, the rules of Ohio or maybe it's just the club. You can't touch the dancers or whatever it might be. And she didn't remove their hands. So she was arrested uh, for not <laughs> removing their hands from her body. Um, obviously, you know, people who are dancers and stuff like that, like this, every, it would all, everyone would be arrested. Yeah. Like if this was a very heavily enforced uh, law. And so it just seemed to me like, a, and of course, all those charges uh, were dropped later that night. But it just seemed to me like such a political stunt by these undercover officers. What a hard shift. Oh, my God. I can't believe you had to go undercover in an adult entertainment establishment. So they but did a I thought, sting operation. They did a where sting the on Stormy Daniels. Yeah, they did of a, all the things that are happening in Ohio. They did a sting where the undercover agents groped a woman. Basically. That was, and then, but that it, was but their But she sting. didn't stop them from doing that. Therefore, uh, she was arrested. It's fucking awful. Yeah, it was horrible. Um so she was, uh, obviously, again, all the charges were dropped. And leave Stormy alone. Leave Stormy you know? alone, God damn it. Good Lord almighty. Um, all right. Well, I, that's basically the biggest stories <sighs> yeah. here. I mean, you've all heard the kind of cliche narrative now, turning our backs on our allies and and trying to join up with our adversaries. That's the worldview of Donald Trump. It's a globalist worldview. as any other worldview. Um, I mean, and, the, uh, the cliche that you know keeps going through my mind uh, is that what people have been saying about Donald Trump since the election is that he's uh, a weak man's version of a strong man. Yeah, uh, and I think he didn't show that any more, any more clearly uh, than he did during yep. the press conference in Helsinki. And who knows? Who knows why uh, Donald Trump is acting this way? What I, is I the compromise? I don't know. We just don't know. <laughs> you know, we and just I can't, don't know. I, hopefully, at some point. I think we will get the information. I think at some, at some point, point everything is going to is going to be laid out. I think yes. we're going to know at some point uh, we are going to know beginning to end what this story is, what yeah. happened. Here. Well, I mean, if you go back and it, it's actually pretty short the indict the twelve in, uh, the indictment of the twelve Russians, um, they know a lot. And because they know that they're never going to be extradited to the United States, they gave us a lot in the um, in the in the rundown there. They know their numbers. They know their where they worked, what unit they were in. They know a lot about these people that were just indicted. So 
I think they are they obviously have the ability to get a lot of information and it seems like this the silent but deadly Mueller um is uh collecting as much data as you can possibly find and yeah. yeah who so who knows what happens and also by the way Trump knew for about a week beforehand that those uh Russians were going to be indicted he still gets all the intelligence reports he got he got the intelligence report intelligence report last Monday uh and they were indicted it. on what Thursday yeah I think yeah, so. yeah but he knew and he approved you know yeah. that they were going to be indicted he knew uh, since last week yeah and again I mean you know none of these people are great people Mueller if you go YouTube Mueller saying that he likes to put people in jail. He does say that. That's, these are all cold d- dudes. Uh, that's to say the least. But at this point, uh, it's just interesting to have a president who does not believe his own government and chooses to believe a foreign government, specifically the Russians. It's just, it's bizarre. Yeah. It's if bizarre. It was, if it was the French, I think I'd just go, huh. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> but weird. I mean, of course, I mean, it's a weird. That's it's really weird that but, he's believing the French over you know, the the government. Like, just put any other country in the world and think how bizarre that would well, be. Man, and it's just he's playing out what he does on a global level. Like, now, for example, with all the sexual assault uh, allegations, the third debate, bringing in uh, Juanita Broderick, uh, Willie, uh, two other women, sitting them in the front row. It's the yeah, whatever I'm accused of, I'm going to accuse you of the same thing. And of course, there are some very valid claims there against the former president bill clinton but when it comes to russia a week ago or a little bit less he said angela merkel angela merkel that's it's angela by the way it is they, it's a hard which it's german come on you're one of them i know but it doesn't mean we can't have a soft g here every now and again angela merkel he said the germans and angela merkel have been bought and sold by the russians yeah. he just said exactly uh what some people believe he is yeah uh which is of course bought and sold uh by the russians and so then, that it's just so classic i did and i did love angela merkel coming back and pretty much saying Listen, motherfucker, I grew up in occupied, Russian-occupied East Berlin. Don't tell me about being bought and sold by the Russians. I wouldn't mess with her. Yeah. I mean, it just it also just shows, again, like his complete and total uh, misunderstanding, or not even misunderstanding, his ignorance of uh, history. He, oh, has, he has no understanding, he has no care for it either. Zero. Yeah, he doesn't like it. He doesn't like to know about it. Uh, and it pisses him off when people point it out to him no, because it makes him feel dumb. It's, you know, this is confirmation bias at a global level, and uh, it is in the White House. This is what it looks like. Yeah. You just, you keep keep the pieces of history that you like, and then disregard everything else, and then that's why you have a very small, narrow worldview. Yeah. And that's how it works. And that's why a lot of people, a lot of people, I mean, there's, there's cult-like activity going on all over this country, but it seems to me like there's a couple of, Anna Navarra, I think, who is what it is is what she is but uh she was talking about cultism and trump and we've been talking about that a lot and we've covered a lot of cults on last podcast and man Man. i don't know we've been talking about cultism and trump since our scientology series what two and a half years ago right three years ago you know it's and we talked about it during jonestown as well Mm -hmm. like every cult that we've covered since donald trump's rise uh, to fame and rise to prominence, uh, we see the exact same displays of behavior with on a ma- on a micro scale that we're seeing on a macro scale yeah. with with Donald Trump. It's inter- I mean, just going back to one of his speeches he gave recently, where he's talking about how they call the left the elites, and he's like, "Our houses are better, our toilets are better, we have more money, I got more boats," and then everyone's like, "Yeah, we're," the-. he's like, "And then we're the elites," and then everyone's like, "We're the elites." I'm like, "You're not the li-. like." No. It's just such a televangelist vibe. Yeah, you know. And then they say, "Oh." They just want to live, as you mentioned earlier, vicariously through him. Yeah. Although I can't not, imagine that they felt good watching that press conference about two no, hours. You're not the elite. You're saving up 
money to fix your garage door opener. Yeah. You're not an elite. I'm sorry. No, but uh, Donald least Trump's not going to make you one either. In the so. way that he's talking about it, like you, you don't have a gold toilet. You're never going to have a gold toilet, and it doesn't matter how much you follow Donald Trump or what cliff you follow him off. Follow him off. You're never going to have that. No. Maybe a do uh, a boudet, boudet, bidet, bidet. Ooh. You can get a bidet. Anyone can. <laughs> I, I think even if you're like middle class to upper middle class, if you save up enough and if you know enough about plumbing, I think you could get a bidet in like six to eight months with right. some really good YouTube instructional videos. Cool, man. I think that's how Dale from King of the Hill would do it. <laughs> do it himself. Look at some YouTube instructions. Why not? Um, all right, everyone. Well, that's basically the biggest news story of the week there. A lot to unpack, but hope you enjoyed it. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, let's see. We're going to be at Comic-Con this weekend. Yeah, we are. So that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll see you all there. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, can't wait. Um, all right, everyone. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 